All right, it's the Roller Around the Barrel Show. Normally talking to vintage baseball players from coast to coast, border to border. Uh, what we've been doing uh, recently, we're going to continue tonight as we have brought in a man of great knowledge to spread his wisdom throughout the land on the sport that we so much love. Uh, I am your host, the Barrel Roller, Matthew Bernard, and I am joined tonight by my co-host, my history co-host, uh, Jeff Cougar Kozlowski. Jeff, welcome back to hosting duties. Oh, it's good to be back. It's the last school Monday before uh, this break, so the the kids are kids are extra super excited, and I'm extra super excited to be here. So, Was Jeff, your name Doug. Doug, did you say Jeff? Jeff, is, Jeff right? Jeff is yeah. his name. And okay. that is the voice of our guest, Harvey Rosenfeld, author of his newest book. He writes a lot of books. In fact, I think that's all he does is write. Uh, his, newest, well, <laughs> his newest book that's is not baseball. The only thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball's Bastards, Flawed Diamonds of Our National Pastime. It's, uh, it's a coffee table size book. You can get it on Amazon right now. I believe it's only available in, in hardcover right now, but it is going to be uh, available in all the in paperback in paperback and in the ebook and all that crazy e-books. stuff. Maybe audio or whatever. Uh, Harvey, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Harvey's down in the very warm Miami. And it hurts my feelings right now as I had snow today. Well, I'll be back in New York in February. So. <laughs> so, Harvey, your new book, or the book is Baseball Bastards, Flawed Diamonds of Our National Pastime. The thing that I noticed about your book is it covers, you're going to see in the table of contents, names, managers, of which you're very familiar with. Everyone's familiar with stories. But then there's names that you're not so familiar with the stories on those. And there was one that I had to ask you about right away because the Detroit Tigers are near and dear to Jeff and Mai's heart. We're big. Guy Cobb, probably. Well, it's Guy actually Cobb? the nineteen thirty-four World Series where the Tigers and the Cardinals were tied at three. Right. And the the Ducky Medwick situation Ducky at Ducky Medwick, base. right. Could you touch on that for us and talk to us about that? Okay. Ducky Medwick, I believe, was Hungarian, right? <laughs> Originally Hungarian. He was um, the last person in the National League to achieve, you know what he achieved? The last person to achieve it in the National League. Triple crown. Oh, okay. No, I did not know that. Other people, have, including Miguel Cabrera, have done it. But there's nobody in the National League. He was a, known as a great infielder, great infielder. And the only way he made the Hall of Fame was in his last year of eligibility. So being a great fielder and a solid hitter, may ask why. Why did it take him so long to get into the Hall of Fame? Uh, Ralph Kiner in one of his books said the reason was because he was a violent player. He fought with with his own players and with the media. He especially fought 
with the deans. Deans, Dizzy Dean and Paul Dean played at the same time as he did. Now, the story, the story of, are you familiar with the 1934 World Series? Uh, yes, I believe we both are. Okay. That's, that was one of the, I have in, in, in um, a separate release I did, there were five incidents in the World Series that sort of degenerated the value of the World Series. So let me go into that and I'll get to, um, sure. get to your answer in a moment. There were five major incidents in the World Series that lowered the level of the World Series. The first one was the 1919 World Series with the Black Sox. And of course, the player that you'll be familiar with was Shulis Joe Daxon. The, the fixed were, were paid money to fix by a uh, Arnold Rothstein, Arnold Rothstein, who became a, a Wolfsheim in the famous novel, The Great Gatsby. And Great Gatsby, Gatsby in, in the uh, novel and in life, okay, well, not the life, in terms of the life of the story, was basically attached to this Wolfsheim who was Wolfsheim, who approached these players. And one of them was Schuster Jackson. He was a country hick. He got the name because I guess his shoes didn't work, had to take his shoes off, so he became Schuster Jackson. But the point is he hit 375 in the World Series, but somehow they said he didn't really try hard. So he was the, the 1919 World Series. He was the first villain, you might say, in the World Series. The second one is the 1934 World Series, which you spoke about. It was the Cardinals, Cardinals, and the Tigers. Because you know who won the World Series. Yeah. The Cardinals won. Yeah. The Cardinals won, correct? Yeah. 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 Correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the game was played in Brick Stadium. And the... Uh, Cardinals had a lot, had a big lead, big lead, and uh, Benny was slid, slid into the second baseman. I don't remember his name now. In the second baseman, and he really crashed him. And the fans there went into an uproar, and they started throwing food and anything they can find at uh, at Mendwick. He had to leave the field, and he, the commissioner of baseball, Kenneth Olandis. Kenneth Landis was at the game and he met with the players. He didn't want to basically eject them from the game, but he just told them to leave for the sake of himself. And of course the Cardinals went on to world, the World Series. So for that reason, besides the 1944 World Series, Medwick was known for fire. He fought the media also. He fought his own players. He fought the, the non-players. So we got into the to the Hall of Fame based on his uh, his record. Now it's interesting, by the way. In my, I don't know if you read. Have, did you have a chance to read my appendix on the Hall of Fame uh, rules? I did not. Did you read it? Okay, let me not tell you. That. Okay, the first the first rule of the Hall of Fame voting is 
that the voters would consider, consider the player's record, the player's ability, player's ability, whether he had integrity, sportsmanship, and character. And his contribution to other members of the team. That would eliminate a lot of the people. Wouldn't a lot of the people. Uh, in fact, I know you probably knew, know that I did a book on Roger Maris. Yes. Roger Maris really uh, had a lot of ability, not a great record, but in terms of integrity and honor and character, can't beat that. And, you know, in 1960, there was no other player in the 60s who contributed as much to the team. He played in seven pennant-winning uh, seasons with the Yankees and a World Series with the Cardinals. And you can't beat that. That's the story of Ducky Medwick. I don't know if you can tell you more, but they, you read that chapter in Ducky Medwick, it tells you all the fights that he had with his own players, especially with the Deans. Uh, before Jeff asks you the next question, before we're done talking about Ducky Medwick, you said that the commissioner of baseball and the umpires, they took him out of the game, but they did not eject him from the game. But is he not? Well, I mean, they, just, when they, were, he, he, they didn't tell him that he to leave. This. They just made one to make sure he didn't go back to the, to the field. In other words, he really was not really ejected. He was probably let him sit in the dugout, whatever whatever I, I said there. In other words, they didn't want him. Uh, they, it, it's the World Series. But for his own safety, they told him not to go out into the field again. I think that's what I said in the book. Would they have done that if the game was close? Mm, good question. Uh, Landis was a very unusual person, as you know, because uh, the, the uh, jury found that the uh, Black Sox never really, it wasn't, it wasn't really proven that they fixed the game. They did the wild pitch. Out hit. And he said, if you talk to a gambler, that's enough. You're not coming back. And let's, let's if you want to compare it to what, to what, uh, in a level, if you, I have a chapter on cheating. Did you read, happen to read that chapter? Yeah, yeah. About cheating? Hmm? No? Yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway, it was quite clear that the people who cheated should have been should have been at least uh, suspended for a year. The only people that were suspended were the managers, only the managers, and also Carlos Beltran lost his job with the Mets. Well, he was Carlos uh, Beltran was on the Hall of Fame ballot this year, and Correa were really the leaders of the um, 2017 World Series uh, cheating scandal. It's a good question. I have a feeling if the game were close, Linus might have done it anyway. Linus really was not a person that uh, really was very, uh, which we say, sympathetic. But it's unusual the fact that they had to bring him out to the field to discuss it. That never really happened before. Right. Uh, Jeff, what is your first question for yeah. Harvey? Yeah, I mean, Landis is not really a, he's, he's not, he's brought in to kind of clean up. He's not an like, yeah. original baseball guy. And yeah, so I yeah. might be a little a bit. Ju- a judge, yeah, he's a judge. He's acting like a judge. Yeah. And, and so the, the, the present commissioner had a problem. People were angry that they, he, he handled a, uh, a trophy. The, 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 the got a trophy. 
Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with any other sports hosts, by the way? Uh, Matthew? I'm familiar Matthew, with... Are you familiar uh, with any... I'm familiar anyway, with a great deal of sports hoax. I believe all of sports no, even, is a hoax. <laughs> no, I've heard of Ben Mallow from California. Ben Mallow. He's on four hours a night on 940 Fox. Ever heard of him? I have not, no. Anyway, he's in my book. No, no he calls the Astros. They're using Astros. Astros. I believe most of baseball feel felt that way of the 2017 Houston Astros. I don't think they've uh, stopped hearing the end of the Boo Birds yet. I believe they still exist. Mm-hmm. No, they the, the Houston Astros. Yeah, they're still around, of course. They they won. <laughs> they won. They've won since 2017 too. Because that would kind of that would kind of treat me to to my question here about you know you've you've documented so many different figures here. I mean, just scrolling through the index, uh, for those who haven't had the chance to pick up the book, we're looking at guys like Joe Jackson, Pete Rose. Con- sorry, a table of contents. I, I, didn't yeah. in- I didn't do an index. It would have been impossible to do an index. I mean, just looking, but yeah, looking through this, like between Jackson Rose, Dixie Walker, John Rocker, Gaylord Perry. Yeah. I mean, there's Albert Bell. Like, there's some some people there is there do you feel there's any chance that any of these can be rehabilitated i mean the ones who are dead or ones who are alive or like from a from a character standpoint you're looking okay. at some of these guys that... okay very good let, let me mention um one of them is, is more likely to you can ask and that's pete rose okay pete rose basically he bet okay whether we're on his team or we're not on his team, not really important. But uh, he had so many hits. I'm such a good player. How could you not have him in the hall? And uh, he, we tried to rehabilitate Not we. Baseball tried to rehabilitate him. But he never really admitted it well. He's always, he, especially the last, the, the, current, the current commissioner met him recently and there was no answer, no good answer. But now, it's interesting, though, some of the people that, that are in my list have have issues besides steroids, for example, and betting. For example, Pete Rose, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the name of Ray Posse. Does that name ring a bell at all? Yeah. Uh, yep. He that he ran over in the All-Star game and ended his career. Right, exactly. Okay, right. And I, I have to, this, it was too late to put in my book, but this is the story that uh, appeared in... October 22nd, 2023, Ray Fossey, 74, Kessler, best known for a collision. It was an all-star game. He ran into him. He ran into him. Basically, I would say he definitely ruined his career. So Rose said, you know, when you have to get into a base, you do anything you can. It doesn't make a difference. So besides, besides his violence, here's a guy that's spending and doesn't want to admit it. Okay, and without, without getting into political, whom do you think basically basically stood up for Pete Rose? Ray Fossey. Donald Trump. Donald oh. Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. You know why? He had a he had a campaign rally in Ohio, <laughs> and you figured that's the thing to say. Let's read a bill of eight Pete Rose. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> I think Pete Rose could have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago if he 
if he had a different perspective on he things. Admitted. And he's he admitted. He's kind of a jerk, Harvey. He's a jerk. He really is. He was a softer, kinder, gentler Pete Rose. I think maybe <laughs> those wheels would have been in motion already. He'd already be in the Hall of Fame. Jeff, yes, Jeff, right? Mm-hmm, Jeff. Where, yeah. where, do you live, where do you live in Michigan? Uh, we're, I'm just outside of Detroit. Okay, Detroit, okay. Because Ty Cobb is also in my book. One of, one of the um, first um, uh, people that I went to to do a research book was a publication called Detroit Jewish News. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's a famous oh, yeah. Yes. So yeah, anyway, yeah. So uh, when I went there, uh, we, I spoke about uh, Pete Rose and other places, other things. Even I wasn't writing the book then, but there's a term called it's, it's repentance. I'm here in in the Hebrew Hebrew word. It's called teshuva, which means if you repent, then we forgive you. But Rose never said, "I'm sorry, I did it, I was wrong, etc." When he repented, thought he was writing a book. From the prison walls or something. That was the title of his book. From prison walls. So we never really attended. That's the problem. And basically, mm-hmm. the fact that he has Trump endorsing him doesn't really help him much either. <laughs> so it almost <laughs> sounds like it sounds like they're trying. Like people are trying to rehabilitate Pete Rose, whether he wants it or not. And it's, yeah. it's almost like where it has no, to I start. Th- I think he, I think he would like it. I thought I think with some other people. You know, since you live in Detroit. You're probably familiar with some of the um, uh, baseball players that I have in my book from Ohio. Uh, Albert Bell, does that name sound familiar? Regrettably, yes. Albert Bell had, I think he was the last player that had 50 home, 50, more than 50 doubles and a six number of home runs, whatever it was. He was the last player to do it. He had a lifetime career of about almost 300. But he fought, he fought his own fans. Mm-hmm. He fought the media. <laughs> he fought everybody. And when he was trying to, to vote, he got very little vote. He certainly are people in the Hall of Fame who have lesser statistics than either of them. Who else can be right? The thing is, that you may ask a good question about the steroids people. Okay. Uh, in terms of rehabilitation, the one who's trying very hard is A-Rod. Mm-hmm. You notice now he does his sports for... Uh, for Fox or ESPN, but aside from his steroids, he had, unfortunately, I would say, a very, uh, what you say, uh, egotistical He was a jerk, uh, agent. He was a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his, agent, his agent, Boris, you heard of Boris, obviously. Also a jerk. His agent, yeah, also a jerk. I think they were they're having a World Series on, and he's talking about going out of his contract. So I don't think, in terms of rehabilitation, I'm trying to think of all the steroids people uh, who basically, one of the people that really messed himself with Mark McGuire because he really, aside from the steroids that he took, I think he just acted very, very poorly during the congressional hearings. Yeah. And also Sosa, I don't know what you're talking about even. And also the other guy also said something, Palmero. <laughs> I, I think he said, I have to say, period. And one of the comedians says, you're a jerk, period. 
Uh, once again, we're talking to Harvey Rosenfeld, author of the book Baseball's Bastards, Flawed Diamonds of Our National Pastime. It is available on Amazon along with his many other books. Harvey's written a, a book about Roger Maris called Still a Legend, the story of Roger Maris. He's written a book about Cal Ripken Jr., Iron Man. Uh, he's also written books about serial killers and has... Uh, uh, profiled 26 serial killers. Jeff, I don't know if I told you about that. But before we get into that, a couple more baseball questions for you. Like, like uh, before you get into it, maybe you want me to go back to my, to my history of uh, getting into baseball. Maybe that's interesting to you. Well, I definitely, that's where I was going to go, is I want you to get into your history of baseball. But I want you, Harvey, I want you to go all the way back. I want you to go okay. all the way back to the first time you had a baseball and a baseball bat in your hands, and what was that like growing up in Brooklyn in the 1940s? Okay. Well, I would say the first time I had a baseball in my hands, it wasn't much of a baseball. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 84 now. Okay. So, But 1947 was the first time that I uh, became interested in baseball. I grew up in Brooklyn. When you were in Brooklyn, obviously you would be a Dodger fan, right? The Yankees, uh, with the Bronx. Bronx was miles away, and the Bronx was terrible. Okay, uh, I think it was wasn't it Terry who said something about the Dodgers? The Dodgers dead or something? And you know the story about the Dodgers. The, uh, the you know what the nickname was? What was the nickname? The Bums. The Bums. Very good. Who said that? You? Jeff did. Jeff, the How history did they get teacher. That name? How did they get that name? You know how I got that name? Because they were so bad, that's what everybody just called no, them. No, besides, they have to got the name. Oh. They got the name, and someone was, was in the cab, and he had to draw, how did the Dodgers do today? They lost. Oh, those bums. So after that, they became the bums, and they, were, they had a guy who hadn't shaved in about three years, had a hole in his hat, and when the Dodgers won the World Series in 55, they put a crown on his head. Anyway, let me get back to the Dodgers in 47. So I decided I'm become a Dodger fan. You know why? because I really admired Jackie Robb, something about him that fascinated me. In fact, my, my first baseball book was The Great Chase, Great Chase, about the 51 Dodger joint pennant race. I'll get back to 47 in a minute, but the book it attracted the attention of Spike Lee. He said, you have the best book that was written on it. I want to speak to you. So I said to him, I'm very busy. He says, okay, I'll come to meet you. I said, a stupid question. How will I recognize you? <laughs> and then, obviously, I had to be on his hat. How will I recognize him? In any event, so 47 became a Dodger fan. Okay. And as I said in my book, about the 47 Dodgers, okay, there are a lot of things that irritated me, which I can get to later on about the 47 Dodgers. But I remember about 47, was the World Series of 1947. Okay. Do you remember that at all? Well, you, you, you're probably you was an historian. 47. Dodgers and the Yankees. No? Uh, no, they enlightened me. Anyway, Bill Bevan, who was a Yankee, was pitching a no-hitter for the Yankees. And they were losing, the Dodgers were losing, of course. And the, uh, it was the ninth inning. And somebody called uh, Cookie Labagetto got up and got a double, I believe. 
and the Dodgers won the game. And Rick Baba says, they're killing him. And that's, that's Cookie Labagetto. And the next famous uh, uh, event in the 1947 World Series was Al Gianfrido. You remember that name? Al Gianfrido robbed, robbed uh, Joe DiMaggio of a home run. But the Dodgers lost, Dodgers lost the, uh, uh, the game and the World Series. Okay. 1948 was uh, sort of not too significant, but 49, okay, 49, uh, and, and 48 and 49 were really not much different in terms of <clears throat> the Dodgers. 1950 was a fascinating year in terms of history. The Dodgers were one game out in the uh, world in the pennant against the Philadelphia Phillies. You remember that? I think I lost the picture of your Matthew. I think I lost the picture of your uh, friend here. Uh, Can you hear me? No, I'm here. I'm, I'm, We're all here. here. Yeah, I'm here. Except they don't have your picture, but okay. Uh, Dodgers, Dodgers, basically. Hmm? He's gonna put you on again. I'm on. Jeff, do you see me? He hears you anyway. I see you Thursday. Okay, very good. Okay. <clears throat> good. Okay. So the Dodgers basically were one game behind. It's a big crowd in Philadelphia. I remember that I can I still can see this picture. All of us we lived we lived in Williamsburg and the Dodgers were in a place called Ebbets Field. You know what Ebbets Field was? Definitely heard of Ebbets Field, right? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. It was named for Ebbets. Ebbets Ebbets, right. Okay. So the Dodgers were one game behind, it was the ninth inning. The first, first, and second, and no outs. Cal Abrams, one of the probably the slowest Dodgers, Milton Stock sent him home, sent him home, and Richie Ashburn threw him out. The Dodgers had first and third and one out, and Carl Thrillo was up. Carl Thrillo made a swapped out, and the two outs, and then had three outs, and Dick Sisler hit a home run, and they lost. They lost the pennant in fifty. We were so sad. We walked home from from Crown Heights to Williamsburg, disappointed. And of course, fifty one is, which is in my book. Fifty one is called "The Giants Stole the Pennant." The Giants stole the pennant. You probably remember the slogan: the "Giants won the pennant." Giants won the. I think that was. Uh, the giant announcer, his name sort of, uh, uh, I can't think of his name now. Russ Hodges, it wasn't Russ Hodges, was it? Maybe it's Russ Hodges. Because Red Barber was a Dodger announcer. And I think in 1951, <clears throat> I believe in Scully joined the Dodgers, I believe in 51. Okay, in any event, in 51, uh, what happened was the, that the uh, Giants really, uh, uh, well, lucky. The Dodgers were lucky to get into the World Series. The, Do the Dodgers basically were were tied with the Giants in the last day of the season. Okay, and they were playing the Phillies, and the Dodgers were behind, and they tied the score. Score. I don't know if you remember, as an historian, do you remember when the clock was moved forward? Remember that at all? Uh, like when they officially started doing it? Yeah. 
uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I wasn't ready for that one. But I'll tell you, tell you what. In 1951, in 1951, let's say it was six o'clock rail time. It made it five o'clock at the end of September. And the last day of the season was on the first day of the Jewish New Year. So everybody had to go to the synagogue. And everybody came home, didn't know what happened. So what happened was, I think Jackie Robinson jumped backwards or something. He caught the ball, landed on his head, and next next inning, he hit a home run. Amazing. Hit a home run the next inning, Jackie Robinson. <clears throat> then they went into the World Series. But then they went into the playoffs. And of course, the very famous playoffs. One of the people in my book is also Charlie Dressen. Okay. He can't be rehabilitated because he's dead. And any, I don't know if his record was good enough, but he, he was called the Iron Man. Because someone wrote a book, and the, and the whole book was written with the word Iron there. Everything was about him. I did this, I did that, et cetera, et cetera. So it came to the World Series, rather than playoffs. Uh, the first game was lost by Ralph Branca. The Jim Hearn. Who hit the home run? Bobby Thompson. Came the third game, they were ahead. And Don Lucan was pitching a great game. And they brought in Ralph Banker. I'm going to get to it in a moment because that's what Dresden said. He says, all right, big boy, I'll take care of you. So Jackie, so uh, what's his name? Thompson needed a home run. Well, Franco, the question is, how did that happen? So years later, there's a story in the Wall Street Journal. You may have remembered that. Does Jeff hear that? Yeah. yeah, that's the the sign stealing, right? Yeah, you heard it. I mean, my name was meant. They mentioned my name and story on the front page. Uh, I was sort of um, believed it in a way, not believed it in a way. I spoke to some of the Dodgers. They said, "Well, uh, especially Cookie Lavagetto, He said he doesn't think they did. And one of the reasons they said was they were so so good stealing. How come Clem Levine? Shut them out in the second game. Well, you don't know. Comes out, though, years later, before he died, Ralph Franklin said he believed that he stole the sign. Mm-hmm. You remember there's a famous picture, there's a famous picture of Ralph Franklin in the dugout steps. You remember that picture with his head down? Yeah. Yes? Yeah, he's laying, he's laying face down on the steps, yeah. Right, yeah. The, uh, the uh, person that took the picture his name was Stein. He was a photographer for the um, uh, New York Post. Uh, now, we're doing the book about the Dodgers and the Giants. I wonder how I can get the picture. Turns out one of the places that I taught, his niece was in my class. Mm. But it was oh. Barney Stein. His name was Barney Stein. So uh, I uh, asked him, uh, can you give me the original picture? He sold it to me. His name is on the back. I have the original picture of Ralph Branca on the dugout steps. You really feel his pain, like as the guy yeah. who we were brought in just for you know for this last inning to shut it down, and you know Bobby Thompson jumps on a, a high fastball that Branca didn't think he had any business swinging at, and pops it over the little polo grounds uh, down the out right down the line. That's you really. People think that he had to sign. That's 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 the uh, the point. But you know something? When I did my book on the Dodgers and the Giants, I spoke to almost all the people who were around at the time. 
Today, by the way, there's only one person alive in 51. Two people. Uh, Bill Willie Mays. Willie Mays. He was on deck. He's on He's on, he's still, yeah, he was on deck. He's still alive. And Carl Erskine, who was 96, was at home. Okay. Uh, in, in any event, they, they, they feel that the uh, Giants would have had to sign, maybe, perhaps not. Either way, okay. Uh, that's 51. Okay, now you want to get into my book now? Okay. The you book. Want to get into my book now, okay. The book is Baseball's Bastards, Flawed Diamonds of Our National Pastime. The author is Harvey Rosenfeld. Uh, Harvey, I wanted to hit something on serial killers before we before we ran out of time with you. Would you be all right an- answering a serial killer question for me? Okay. About, about baseball, do we, do we want to get to the serial killers? I'll save it for later. Uh, that's what you're talking about? Uh, if you want to What's keep talking. Uh, What's the question, question? The question about serial killers, because we're just about out of time. And I wanted to make sure I asked you a serial killer question before we ran out of okay. time. Okay. Well, let me get something before, before you get to that. I'll, I'll, oh, you go ahead. You go right ahead and talk baseball. I have as much time as you want. I have as much time as you want. Okay. Uh, if we want the... The, the the villain the villain uh, that stands out the most for me is Ben Chapman. Ben Chapman, okay, who played alongside uh, Babe Ruth. He was not only a racist, okay, he was anti-Semitic. Uh, he didn't like to do, especially when he found out he was being attacked by Walter Winchell, who he found out was Jewish. And also, he was the manager of the Phillies uh, when Jackie Robinson made his first appearance at Ebbets Field. And they're all kinds of vulgar racist. Okay. And secondly, secondly, I think I would have Ty Cobb take Cobb on the list about the worst, the worst, the best and the worst in baseball. Because not only was he violent, he was really very much racist. I think he threw down a black woman in a hotel room among other things that he did. Now, Harvey, on the topic of Ty Cobb around here in Detroit, there there seems to be a large amount of people. And Jeff, I don't know what side you fall on on this subject matter, but it seems as though Ty Cobb got a bad rap for his racism, and he, and it wasn't as much. He got a reputation that wasn't necessarily true. It was, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Harvey. I want to say before you go on further, it seems there was a big attempt to rehabilitate him, maybe because of his uh, great record and what he did for the team. In fact, I think he donated several important uh, facilities in Detroit, which is in my book. And uh, so I guess he has a possibility of maybe being rehabilitated. Okay. It's, you know, it's, it's hard. It's like one of those deals that I, if I were looking at it, I would say his racism is there, but it was also accentuated. Uh, I think one of the original sources that goes into it is a reporter with a definite axe to grind against him, but that doesn't excuse, you know, the behavior. I mean, there's, there's product of your time bigotry 
and then there's like overt racism and you know i think Cobb is uh like seemingly float somewhere in the middle but there's definitely some some angst that's there also with with with, um with ty cobb as we said he's gotten some big uh attenuation big material as you say but i think really uh the one person who i think really may stand out above uh the rest and that's why this is discussed at great length in my baseball business book is a case of dixie walker and bobby bragan I'd like to speak a lot about that. I'll get, I, if you have the time, I'll answer your question about serial killers. Are you, do you have a deadline time-wise? I have plenty of time like that. Uh, the only time that we have issue with is we have another another interview to record for tonight. So other than... How much time do you have left? Uh, let's go another... Let's take another 10 minutes with you, Harvey, because... Uh, okay, okay, I can speak quickly on that, okay. You uh, have, ter- go ahead. Of, okay, in terms of Dixie Walker, he really, the people's choice, he's a great favorite in Brooklyn, okay? He grew up in, in uh, Alabama, and he, his first place was Birmingham, Alabama. Valley Breakin was just there. When they announced that uh, Ralph Branca, rather, that uh, Jackie Robinson would play, he sent around a petition, okay? And um, uh, Leo DeRosa came into the room in his pajamas one night. And he said, I don't care if he has black stripes, red stripes, zebra stripes, pin stripes, just playing with me. And anybody that doesn't like it can take it and fast themselves. He's staying here. And uh, what's his name? He said, uh, trade me. I'm not staying here. Bobby Bragan said the same thing. Well, Ricky called him and he told him, I look, I grew up in Alabama. I don't know any better. Just wanted to play with him. Because after a week, he said, you know something? He's a gentleman. I'm going to stay. So uh, what's his name? was, was uh, let go. Dixie Walker. He's blamed for the insurrection. He might be rebuilt. I don't know. But what's his name? Uh, Reagan was, 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 was celebrated by the Dodgers. Okay. Uh, and it's discussed very widely in my book. I think that same that for Leo DeRosa. Without, without Leo DeRosa, Jackie Robinson never would have played. People don't realize that. Jackie Robinson really would save, uh, would save Jackie, the Dodgers, and also Red Barber, who was a Southerner, also saved the Dodgers as both discussed in my book. Like, I can answer your question if you want. The question uh, I want answered about the serial killers is you have profiled 26 serial killers. Is that correct? 16. 16. Which is I was gonna call it I was gonna call it not sweet sixteen. People said it's not a good icon. I call it depravity. <laughs> of those sixteen serial killers that you've profiled, which is the one that sticks with you the most? That that bothers me the most? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you which one that bothers me the most because my background. He was a, a doctor, I think it was his name was Petty Oat, I believe. He was a doctor with a had a medical degree, etc. It was during the Holocaust. And for people to leave to leave France, they had to be vaccinated. So he vaccinated them all with a poison vaccination and kept and kept their suitcases. Came to the end of the war, there was a trial. He was killed. They brought all the baggage on the stage and killed him. That also um, negates the, the theory. That to be a to be a serial killer, you you were a dumb guy. You know, he was a very intelligent person who had a very 
sick mind, you might say. That, that is the one that bothered me the most. And there's also a serial killer, I don't can't remember his name, I think his name was Kingsley, Kingsley, that even Elliot Ness could never, could never find out that he was a serial killer. Those are the two that bothered me, which answered the question of stereotypes. So that, so that book okay. is called Depravity, A Narrative of 16 Serial Killers. That is available on Amazon as well as... And it'll, be a, it'll be also a paperback. Come on, it's a paperback. Also, and audio. Roger Maris... And a and a, and a uh, e-book. Roger Maris, still a legend, available on Amazon in paperback. That's and also Amazon.com, yeah. Uh, Diary of a Dirty Little War, the Spanish-American War of 1898, also available. Uh, the Cal Ripken Jr. story, Iron Man, is available on Amazon. You've written a lot of books, Harvey. Uh, you're probably writing one right now. Uh, <laughs> you've never stopped writing. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. If, if you have more questions, I'll be willing to come back. Uh, oh, well, that's... Even I'm sure you'll kill us. I'm going to hold you to I that. Back, I... I am absolutely going to hold you to that because, Harvey... Next season. Next you, season guest. You have forgotten. Can, I'll, more be, of, I'll be back. I'll be in March and April. I can, I can even get you the book on serial killers by I'm, that time. I'm writing uh, this all down. You have forgotten more about baseball than I've ever known. So it's. I'll tell you if, if you if you email if, if you email me uh, your 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 address. I don't like to send things without an address. If you email me your home address, I'll send you get you the serial killer book. We're absolutely doing all of this. Uh, okay. Thank you thank so you. much for joining us, Harvey. I appreciate it. Try to stay warm uh, down in Miami. God, that. Uh. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> you have a good holiday. Thank you too. Thank you. Thank you.